This is the Electronics Addicts Engineering Podcast, recorded September 7th, 2019. Episode 2, A Return from a Long Break. Hey, this is Cam from Campus Electronics. I'm a college student studying electrical engineering, and this is... Hi, I'm Conrad. I'm also a student studying electrical engineering. Yeah, so it's it's been a, a long time since we've we've done one of these. How have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, for me, um, I had quite a busy time lately. So I just submitted my thesis about a week ago, and since then, I'm yeah relaxing a little. So I see. And like uh, I know you've been we you were working on that like when we when we last talked. So like how long have you been working on your thesis? Like a year? No, it was um, three months oh, about. Three months. Okay. Yeah, sure. but before then, before this, I um, was um, also busy on some other stuff. So I, I had in total. Um, yeah, uh, quite busy whole year, and yeah, now I have some free time, uh, some time to spend for projects. Nice. Okay. Have you uh, finished any projects recently? I know. Uh, I think uh, in one of our uh, our online groups, you posted a you like you point to point soldered this uh, was it a something uh, that had to do with radios. Right. Um, I wanted to build a filter for the um, ham radio band, but I wasn't totally sure about the frequencies, so I designed it for 1 megahertz to 50 megahertz. I think a ham radio is something um, around there uh, also. And I wanted to see if I can tune in with my um, software defined radio. But since I don't have any matched antenna, I um, can't use it yet. Um, I tested it with a sweep generator, so the uh, span seems to be quite okay. Um, yeah, but it looks quite ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just um, yeah, like you said, point point uh, without a PCB. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at it. I, that's definitely something I uh, I wouldn't be able to make. Like every any time I I point to point solder something, it looks uh, it looks pretty terrible. But, uh, really? Yeah. I think there's. Um, I've seen some very artistic um, devices made this way, where people uh, bend everything in exact um, yeah ninety degrees and. Uh, do everything very precisely yeah. and afterwards it's, it's um, a piece of art and uh, they even um, I've seen something uh, poured into clear epoxy mm -hmm. so it really was a device in a brick um, format factor but also looked pretty neat so there's still room for improvement, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I looked at the the one that you put. It, it definitely looks like it belongs in a museum. Like it, it looks really. Oh, nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's um, 
it's just it's put together so I could test it and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I guess we can talk about me. I um a lot of a lot of stuff has happened. I haven't really posted on my website in a while. I've just been busy. Um oh yeah. Uh just just to uh plug in my uh if anyone's interested uh, my ham radio call sign is can for TIO. So, uh, and I'm usually in the, I'm in the southern Georgia area, so you should look out for my call sign. <clears throat> and, yeah, for me, um, I haven't posted on my website recently just because I've been busy. Uh, I, I mentioned in one of our online groups that I, I started a company. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's called uh, Circuit Pop. Um, I sell electronic devices, uh, or electronic components, modules, uh, project kits, uh, and some tools. Um, it's it's doing okay. Hopefully, it gets off the ground a bit. But yeah, it does taking up a lot of my time <clears throat> and money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think I don't. I'm not entirely sure if I asked you this um, already. But how do you do it with stock? Do you um, stock everything at home, or do you have some sort of um, warehouse? Yeah, so I have uh, like I have uh, a lot of suppliers that I um, mostly in. So since I ship worldwide, um, most of the most of my suppliers come from. Uh, other like Asian countries, um, and they'll usually uh, I'll I'll uh, have them ship it because um, getting the stock in the United States is uh, pretty hard. Um, hopefully, in the future, if my store takes off, um, I'll start importing most of my goods into a warehouse and start shipping it from there. But um, like I said, because I have to ship worldwide, most of my um, my warehouses are uh, outside of the United States. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I've uh, heard you had some um, some problems with international um, addresses that it's um, unusual compared to what um, and how it's done to the US. Uh, what do you mean? Like um, that uh, since you do international shipping. Um, you also have to deal with the addressing of um, oh, different yeah. countries, and it, uh, as far as I understood, it it differs by country um, a lot. Right. right. Um, that's one of the main factors, um, or one of the the main issues. Uh, I haven't had any trouble so far, but um, uh, there's a few things that I uh, like. There's a few countries that I'll uh, I won't ship to just because of logistic reasons and because I there's uh, issues in the countries like um, right now most uh, West African countries uh, or most most African countries besides um, maybe Nigeria and South Africa I will I won't ship to just because okay. um, most of the most of the of them. Uh, well, not most of them, but a few. Like uh, I know Cameroon, uh, they're ha- they're in a bit of a, a civil war right now, and it's been it's, I think it's been on for like um, almost a year or two. But um, things like that, where 
uh, countries like that I can't ship to because uh, most of the time the the uh, the mail won't get to the get to the people. Like yeah, I, so. I wonder if there are much people um, ordering in the first place due oh. to the situation there. But I mean, it very well could be, right? I yeah. think it also depends where in the country you are located. Right. And actually, believe it or not, um, West African countries are the, the countries that search uh, that, um, like, I, I did research on this before I started my company, but um, West African countries um, do, uh, they, um, the, they have the highest amount of searches for electronic circuits and things like that out of the entire, out of the entire world. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I so for, oh, sorry. I think uh, Ghana, Nigeria, and um, Zimbabwe have the highest um, searches, search results. Interesting. I wonder for what reason. Do they have there some very big industry? Um, I'm not sure. I might be like, uh, I know a lot of college students are, I know, I'm pretty sure um, a lot of people are getting into the STEM fields, uh, especially in uh, Nigeria. Um, there's a, uh, having, uh, I have parents that are from West Africa and I know a lot of, um, a lot of parents want their kids to become either doctors or, um, either doctors or engineers or something in the STEM field. So there's a, I'm pretty sure that might be a, a bit of a contributor to that. Yeah, probably. And because, uh, of course, uh, electrical engineering is the best major, or is the, is the best job you can have. Yeah, yeah. It totally is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, besides besides my company, there's um, yeah, I started my second year of um, my second year of college, so that's pretty cool. Right now, we're um, I'm taking digital design. <clears throat> Digital Design for Engineers, which is just uh, learning how to use FPGAs, how to program them, things like that. Great. Yeah, like uh, I have the we're, the the, um, the FPGA we're we're working we're using is the DE two board, uh, Cyclone two, I think Cyclone two. You might yeah have you heard of yeah it? um. I know the DE0 board, but I don't have any first-hand experience with it, so... I see. Yeah, but I know that they exist. Well... Yep. Um, and then there's uh, the other classes, uh, Calculus 2, uh, Physics 2. Um, I'm also taking some social... Uh, what's it called? Social Sciences... Um, economics and anthropology. So, do you have to take these courses? Yeah, um, those are those are mandatory courses. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, economics was I took because of my of I wanted to learn a bit more about uh, how to run a business. It might give me a, a few insights. Um, and the anthropology course was just um, the anthropology course was just mandatory. Or it, uh, a, a course like that was mandatory to graduate. So, yeah, yeah. 
if for me it was seven hours. Sorry? Uh, if it was up to me, I would have just taken all math and science courses, but... Yeah, sure. We also had to take economics. Um, it was also mandatory. And it was the least... Uh, I think... Yeah, people don't like it really that much. Mm. Because it's not really in the field, and so people don't really study electrical engineering or for um, for this... Right, right. Uh, class. So you talk, uh, you were uh, mentioning digital design. Are you then working with Verilog there? Uh, sorry? The what? Um, in the digital design uh, class, do you work with Verilog? Uh, Verilog? Uh, um, I don't think so. Uh, what? It, can you tell me what Verilog is? Is it like a um, programmer or... Like, yeah, like a language for describing hardware. Oh, uh, like a VDHL? Oh, okay, so you use VHDL? Oh, I know that's one of the things that my professor spoke about. Right, what we're using, a, you know, Cordis 2, right? No, I, I, yeah, I think it's a program software f uh, for the FPGAs, but I didn't use it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we use Cordis too, and I know that my professor spoke about um, the uh, my professor spoke about VHDL. I'm not sure if we'll be using it in the course, but uh, so far we've just been using Cordis to uh, to program the FPGAs. Okay, so you have then some sort of schematic entry for the program. Yes, correct. So we just uh, ah, okay. Up, yeah, we make the schematic and then like just. I point the the pins and stuff, and that's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the class is just starting to get into. Uh, so um, last semester we took a class that uh, I think uh, it was computer engineering introduction to computer engineering. And it was basically just learning about logic gates and K maps and stuff like that. <clears throat> and, um, and this is like the course where we implement our knowledge from that that class. So we're we're starting to actually use logic gates like the seventy uh, seventy four series, um, things like that. You know the seventy four series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the most uh, most well known. Gates is probably the shift register. The um, I mean, there are, I think, more shift registers than one, but the, the 595, which is very popular with yeah. um, with hobbyists, mm -hmm. using it to um, <laughs> increase the I.O. of uh, some sort of Arduino or other microcontroller boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've, the 555 is definitely my fav one of my favorite chips. Um, I, I've used it for a lot of projects. I know I made a um, I made a uh, uh, radio transmitter, an AM radio transmitter, or was it FM? Um, it was it was one of those. I made a radio transmitter with a, a five fifty five as the the clock. And okay. Because of the, uh, I think, I don't think the 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 frequency is high enough, so I had to use harmonics, so you'd have to listen to the frequency yeah. through harmonics to 
and you know as the higher you go the the worse it sounds right so yeah <clears throat> it wasn't that yeah I was about to ask that because um, I think the 555 is rather slow, right? Yeah, it's, it's slow. And, and I believe there's also a modern CMOS version, which is uh, 7555. I'm not sure. But um, I remember using a CMOS version of it um, since it uses very much less uh, power. And Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was just for a it was just a, a proof of concept. I used it during a, uh, I think my eleventh grade uh, history project. We were talking about like history, and um, I did uh, a thing on the nineteen twenties. Or uh, I can't remember. It was one of the first uh, radio station was was uh, was made, and. Um, I I played a few of the, I I basically got this radio transmitter and I uh I spoke through it and I brought in an old radio and I I spoke through the radio transmitter that came out of the, of the uh the radio, but yeah it was it was a short it was it's short range right so um, I think it was like a maybe like a meter or two that um, that uh, the signal reached but yeah I basically just did that and. Uh, I think I I think I got a hundred on that on that project, so it was pretty. Oh nice. great! Yep. Yeah, I think it's also limited how much power you are allowed to broadcast, right? Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was like two it was like two meters, so it wasn't something that was I like the FCC isn't going to contact me about something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, most likely not. Yeah. Yeah, I um. Talking about radio stuff, I was pretty surprised lately because I um, found uh, a blog post on um, uh, so a software defined radio site um, talking about um, um, eavesdropping on a video signal from an HDMI cable, which is um, radiating. Uh, the yeah basically the video um, information as an antenna and a guy wrote some um, software which was able to decode this and yeah basically reconstruct the image from this I think this was already done with VGA monitors back Wait, then that's a so he I'm trying to I'm trying to understand this. So he took the uh, was it? How did he do that? Because it's just a cable, right? They yeah, right. Right, but it seems that HDMI cables, or at least some, are somewhat badly shielded, or maybe none at all. And if you have these very high data rates, um, you have uh, quite high frequencies, and with long cables, you then have uh, an antenna, which is then. Yeah, radiating away the um, information displayed okay. on the monitor. And I've um, tried this myself uh, with a software defined radio, and um, I don't uh, try to get the software up and running, but um, just with the, um, how is it called, the GNU radio companion, you can um, get a waterfall diagram and um, 
have a look at um, different yeah frequency ranges, and it really um, gave quite a strong signal. So it's interesting that this is really um, yeah radiating so much uh, so much noise basically. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I that's uh, I I've never heard of that, but I I'm I'm gonna look into that now. Yeah, um, it's really interesting. I wanted to um, get a little deeper into it, but I didn't uh, got so far yet. Yeah, I think it was also done with uh, VGA uh, monitors um, uh, quite some time ago. Uh, but this was uh, the time where software defined radios weren't uh, such a big thing then, and it was most um, right, right. yeah um, was necessary to use some pretty pretty heavy equipment. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let's see. Well, um... yeah, let me see if I can find the link I will share to you, or maybe I've already found it. Oh, okay, I found it. It also has a test picture. Yeah. I don't, I can't play it right now because my, my headphones will pick it up, but... <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't yeah. open up... I have, like, way too many things open. I don't want my headphones to pick up any <laughs> oh. sound. But, uh... Yeah, this, like, that's actually really cool. That is... Yeah. That is the, I'm, I'm going to look at more into that later after this, but, uh... Yeah, Interesting. sure. Yeah, so um, uh, do you have any plans for the rest of the for the rest of the year? Any uh, projects was, you're working on? Or? Well, I had to since my internship at Intel ended for about a week ago. Um, I applied for new jobs, and I had a, um, an interview lately, and. I've not yet signed the contract, but it's supposed to come um, shortly. Mm-hmm. So I will start working next month already again, <laughs> which limits my time for any projects. Um, so I really have to get uh, things done this month. Right. Yeah. I I, I don't really have much, just uh, classes and... Uh, my website, and I think those two will keep me pretty busy for the rest of the the year. Yeah, I can very, very, um, yeah, oh, sorry, whatever. I can understand <laughs> what you mean. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm, right now I'm trying to, I've worked on, I've worked with a few YouTubers, uh, electronics, uh, YouTubers, they aren't, uh, my 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 life goal is to is to get uh, great Scott to uh, promote my promote my my website. Okay. Uh, I he doesn't respond to my emails, but uh, maybe if I become if my website uh, starts to grow a bit more, uh, he'll uh, he'll consider. But yeah, I think he also made a few videos where he um where was um. Yeah, saying that he is rather busy with all this stuff, and, and I can imagine that it is very time doing all uh, all the video things and editing and right, right, uh, such things. But he's a great Scott's a pretty cool guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he also does some uh, very um, very complete projects, right? Where he uh, does the complete secret circuitry and uh, 3D prints all things and mm-hmm. such things. Because I think uh, a lot of electronics YouTubers um, do videos about certain topics, but don't finish it as a complete project, rather as um, some experiment. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I've seen a lot of his, a lot of his videos are like that. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the ones I've seen. Uh, I know he made like a, I think it was a boombox. He made a boombox, right? Or Probably. A I think there was a Bluetooth boombox. Um, also, I think one of my favorites is the. I think his his old intro. I don't know if his new intro still has it. I haven't watched him in a few weeks but um uh it's the led led signboard yeah yeah i that inspired me uh to make one for my one of my friends for her birthday a few years back oh that's nice yeah it was uh time consuming <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was like um i think it was like not a meter long maybe like half a meter large Oh, okay, that's big. Yeah. Were you also um, putting individual LEDs on some curveboard, or did you? Yeah, use... I, I got this this large sized uh, perf board, and I just put these uh, LEDs on the board to like make out letters, and I spelled out her name, and then I yeah, I wired them all in series to uh, series in parallel to uh, a little uh, DC jack, and I plugged in like nine volts in it it lit up for nice. like a nine volt adapter and yeah yeah but um i probably should have <laughs> i probably should have put some uh circuit protection on that thing because it was just the leds going to the straight to the dc there wasn't any like uh no capacitors uh but i mean it wasn't it's not like pulling that much it wasn't pulling that much power, so. Yeah, I was working with some cheap Chinese LEDs. Some issues with the brightness lighting up, so they would um, light up in very visually different brightness when driven by constant voltage, which you shouldn't do in general. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think building a constant current source for this whole thing would be a little bit over the top, right? Yeah, I think so. Although they, uh, there are, I think, um, LED drivers which um, will drive a certain number of um, strings, which are then individual stripes of LEDs, which are connected in series. And those with a constant current. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure. I have never used one of these. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, that's probably what I would have done. But I mean, I was like 15 or 16 at the time, so. Yeah. It did not occur to me that that would be necessary. But I mean, it worked, so. I think it still works, so. Yeah. No harm done. Yeah, I think it's very easy to over engineer something, right? Keep it simple as long as this works. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh yeah, did you, uh, I know, uh, did you get your uh, radio license yet? No, I also didn't, um, uh, yeah, actively looked out for this thing. Um, or like, I mean, did, I, sorry? How did, how would that work in Germany? I, I know we have the, uh, I think it's, I'm not sure what it's called in uh, the United States, but we have, uh, let me see. ARRL, the Amateur Radio uh, Natural Association, yeah, Natural Association for Amateur Radio. Do you guys have something like that? Most likely, um, I have not looked it up yet. I knew that it was possible a while ago to get such a license at my university where you would do some sort of um, class and afterwards um, could then participate in some examination to get your license. Mm -hmm. um, this is, I don't know if they still offer this. I couldn't find it this year. Maybe they will do it, well, this semester, maybe they will do it next semester. Um, I hope so because it would be quite interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, otherwise I would, I don't know, um, check if I could, uh, yeah, where I could get it. But I don't have a radio yet, and with my um, software-defined radio, I'm uh, just, uh, yeah, receiving things so far, mm -hmm. um, which are not ham radio because I don't have any suitable antenna. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not... The, the exam isn't he, he's, isn't uh, the, the exam isn't difficult at all at least for the like in the United States in, in the United States we have we have three levels of your license the first one is the technician's license the second is general and the third is extra uh, right now I only have my technicians um, and I mean it was it wasn't the the exam wasn't hard at all I had started studying two days before just because I wanted to uh, I had a class exam to study for, and I didn't want to yeah. just study it for the, the radio exam, so I waited until the exam was over before I spent, like, eight or nine hours memorizing all of the 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 radio the exam questions, and I got a perfect score, so... Oh, great. Yep. It was yeah, I really, I really don't know how it's, um, go, uh, how it's um, regulated here. Mm -hmm. and I don't exactly know how much it costs um, to get such license. I've heard that it's not that cheap, but um, I think you once mentioned it's a really reasonable price, so I probably got it's something wrong there. Yeah, that's, that's really not... Um, I mean, for just one-time license, that's okay, right? Um, yes, I mean, it's for the entire... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the entire thing. You can... Because after you you pass the first one, you can you can take the the second one without having to pay again. Okay, that's cool. But like only at at that time, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I was gonna. Do you know about um, have you heard of Hurricane Dorian, or Dorian? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but. Uh, there's, no. 
there was a hurricane here at the uh, on the east coast of the United States. Oh, um, I've heard of something um, of some sort of manipulated uh, weather map with some Sharpie, but I don't know if that's the same story. I'm not sure, but um, it was I think it was last, it was this past week, and uh, actually my entire school, my entire campus was shut down for this entire for the entire last week. So oh. I, yeah, just because of the hurricane, which uh, actually didn't really cause any damage here, we were, we were far far enough away. But um, yeah, it I know it went through the Bahamas and it like destroyed everything in the Bahamas. It's really bad there right now, and I know it caused a little bit of damage to uh, the states above us, North and South Carolina. That's when my ham radio started buzzing a lot. There are a lot of people on the repeaters talking about the hurricane and potential uh, evacuations that might happen in my in my uh, community. But um, it didn't really affect us at all. We had like a a small rainstorm for about an hour, and that was it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds quite intense. I uh, yeah. mean, do you do you receive all the um, people talk? I mean, um, like, do I do I? Um, I mean, I listen to the the people on the repeaters in this area. If that's what yeah. But I don't, uh, I, uh, I haven't really spoken to anyone. Actually, um, no, the reason is, um, I haven't, I haven't really, cause I, I just came back after like three or four months of being back at home. But, um, the, the radio club here, the ham radio club here, they have their own special repeater and it's a little bit hard to connect to the uh connect to it because there's like a there's a pl tone that isn't available online you have to ask the um because like most of these things are online you can just look them up but um the this the the radio club here whenever you have to connect to it the you have to know someone in the club to know the the correct tone so you can okay. hear that so unless you're in the club you um you can hear it because it's just a frequency, right? You just tune your radio to the frequency, and you can hear the people talking. But to speak on there, you have to know the the correct uh, tone. But um, okay, yeah, I had to contact one of the people I I'd met when I first got my license. I this is actually the first time I I had actually email, uh, texted him because I wanted to I want to be updated and see if I could provide any help. Uh, so he just he he sent me the sent me all the information I needed. But um, <clears throat> yeah. Is there anything you have to say or? Well, um. I mean, we can go as long not as. Not really. I mean. Okay. All right. And if you wanna, you wanna end it here then. Yeah. Why not? I guess. I mean, you probably will cut out some things, I guess. Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, there's a few things I need to take out. All right. Well, I'll see you then. Okay, see you. Bye.